My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. When we are a child, we embody and learn from how our parents live, thinking that that's how it's supposed to be. You know, many of us become adults and we're like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was any other way because I've been raised this way. Welcome to the Business Babe Podcast. My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and I am a success expert, transformation strategist, business mentor, and the owner of a million dollar online empire. I'm obsessed with helping women receive it all in life and in business. If you are a woman dedicated to growing herself, leveling up, achieving big goals, and being the best version of you, then you're in the right place. My goal in the Business Babe podcast is to show you step-by-step how to transform and create that version of you that you have always wanted to be and how to be, do, and have it all financially, physically, and internally. Think of this podcast as a one-stop shop for your daily dose of personal development, growth, next-level learning, all the things. We will cover topics like personal development, business strategy, spiritual practice to elevate, expand, and align into your next level. I'll show you step-by-step the tools, the strategies, and the teachings to create the life that you desire because success and freedom are your birthright. Thanks so much for listening. Here we go. Hello, my gorgeous humans. Welcome back to the Business Babe podcast. It feels so good to record two pieces of content in a row. We got last week and now this week. And my vision and my intention is just to continue pouring so much value into you guys. You know, I've been talking a lot about my health and it seems to me the pattern I'm experiencing is that the healthier I get, the more downloads I have for you guys, which was, again, one of my takeaways in taking two months off of my business to work on my health. I talked all about that and the big breakthroughs in the last episode of the show. So if you haven't checked it out, you can go back and listen to episode 170. Um, You know, we've had some incredible new women following the show, and it's just been really beautiful for me. As I jump in, I've been getting all these messages on Instagram from women. I had one girl reach out. She said, I've been binge watching your show since episode one. And I'm like, wow, we have that's that's kind of embarrassing, (laughs) but like, it's really good. I'm so happy for you. That's beautiful Um, and embarrassing in that I can just remember like how different I was and how. Uh, I was in such a different energy back then. And then, as you guys know, we had this weird transition 
last year in March where we had brought on a business partner. And so there's like a couple of episodes on the show where we're like, you know, navigating that and that's awkward and like I'm growing and, and now here I am. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember where I was when I started this show so many months or years ago. So it's just really cool. Uh, and I'm so excited to see you guys, you know, sharing on Instagram. We did a little bit of a challenge last episode. We'll do another one again coming soon. But uh, yeah, it's just been really awesome. Like I, I feel so happy. And this morning I woke up and I was journaling. <laughs> I'm still in my water fast on Monday 6 now. And I was journaling this morning very early, watching the sunrise, hearing the birds chirp. And just feeling really grateful for the life that I've created for myself. And something that, as I yawn, yawn it out, something that came to me and I asked this question, what is my soul calling me to do in this very moment? Because as I finished my writing session, I couldn't decide, do I go clean the dishes? Do I clean my bedroom? Do I go for a walk? Do I watch a TV show? Because it's like 630 in the morning right now. I've been wide awake since four. I don't know what came over me. But in that moment, I felt so deeply called to sit at my desk and record a piece of content for you guys. That was what felt really right and true for me. And it's so divine and so beautiful especially because this episode we're talking about balance, right? Um, You know, we so often create these real tough rules and regulations for us about when we should be working and when we shouldn't be working. And we're going to talk all about that on the show today, but it's just so funny. Like the universe is like, yeah, you have a rule. You don't sit at your desk before nine o'clock, but today you're going to be inspired and you're going to say, fuck you. And you're going to do it anyway. Um, And and that's, I think sometimes that's when like the most beautiful experiences in my content creation happen for me. So I share that with you just to challenge you. You know, it's okay to break the rules sometimes. It's okay to create boundaries for yourself. And then if you're feeling so called to, for the purposes of feeling good, right? I'm not, I'm not showing up at my desk because it's an obligation or a pressure. I'm showing up because I feel deeply inspired. So just keep that in mind too. Where's the energy that you're coming from? That's always, always important. So yeah, so I'm sitting at my desk. I'm in my yellow robe, my very famous yellow robe. Um, and life has been really good. I, I want to get you guys kind of up to speed on like what's been going on for me. Matt and I have made some really, really big decisions that I'm excited to share in the, you know, not so distant future. We have a lot to celebrate and I'm really excited about that. I've been spending a lot of time outside this season. You know, I don't know if you know this about me, but we live here in, you know, a country small town on about two and a half acres. And uh, every year when we bought this property, it was just woods. And every year we've been, you know, doing our best to grow grass and plant fruits and vegetables and clean up the garden. And we've been slowly making progress on taking care of our property. And this year is actually the first year where I have energy to be in nature. And that's been really groundbreaking for me. Like I woke up this morning and I took the dogs out and I was sitting outside watching the mist sort of, you know, move through the air. And I'm like, because it's a little foggy. And I'm like, oh my God, this is beautiful. 
and it smells like summer is coming, right? You know, yeah, smell the fresh grass. And I just instantly felt so invigorated and excited and um, positive. And, you know, every single day, Matt and I have been doing something. These This last week, we've been so productive. And my energy level as I'm healing my body has been increasing. My clarity in my mind has been increasing. And I find that the more I take care of myself, it's like the more opportunity I have to really enjoy my life outside of being a business owner. So that's been really cool. And I'm really grateful for that. And I think too, today, you know, I was sitting in my journaling session in my aligned time practice. And I was thinking about COVID-19 and this epidemic we're in. And I just felt instantly grateful grateful for the shutdown, grateful for the pause, grateful for the disconnect. I I think so many of us are walking around angry or frustrated or, you know, burnt out by this whole process, but I look back and I'm thinking, had this not happened, I probably would still be sick and I'd probably still be forcing myself to push through it thinking there was nothing wrong. You know, this pause was actually one of the greatest gifts for me. So you know, I'm just, I'm really happy. Very, very happy. And I'm happy to share this episode with you guys today. We have so many big, beautiful things happening in the Business Babe community. If you guys don't know, I've been going live inside of the Facebook group. Uh, If you aren't a member, you can search Business Babe community on Facebook. It will come right up. So I've been doing that and really channeling the divine messages that need to come through. And I've been sharing on Instagram, just feeling very fiery and happy and excited. And uh, we have an incredible offer coming up, which I'm really excited to talk to you guys about. And we have a new sister company. Oh my God, we have a sister company. It's called Business Babe Branding. Oh my God, and there's so much in store for you there. So I'll talk more about that in you know the episodes that follow. But for now, I wanna just offer you the opportunity to create some balance in your life while also recognizing that balance is total bullshit. So we're gonna have some fun on this episode. We're going to debunk a couple of myths and expectations for ourselves and we are gonna grow. So uh, put on your little hat you're wearing a hat. I don't don't know why I told you to put like a thinking cap. Maybe I was thinking, whatever. If you're not wearing a hat, that's totally cool. (laughs) But let's dive in. Let's have fun and enjoy this episode. So inspired to share this content with you guys today. And I'd like to say that a great part of my content creation process is receiving the information aka the struggles and the challenges and the conversations between me and my clients, and then interpreting that information to teach and provide it to all of you guys listening to get value in your own business journey. Even if we're not working one-on-one and if you haven't gotten a Business Babe course yet, my I love teaching. My, my passion is teaching. My passion is serving. So I will say this is a great episode to listen to in the car while you're driving. This is also a great episode to sit down and take notes on. So if you have a pen and paper, I am going to be referencing some Q&A, you know, not Q&A, but some questions that I suggest you journal around after this episode. I'll share them at the end for you. Um, and then after that, I'll go into Q&A because I always feature one question at the end of every episode. 
and I answer it. But yes, I think it'd be really helpful for you guys to take some notes here. I'm going to share a little bit about my story with balance. And this episode was inspired by one of my students inside of the intimate coaching experience. She was struggling. She's a mom. She, you know, prioritizes being present with her family. She also has a really beautiful relationship with her husband that she's prioritizing and proving. And then she also has this business that she's trying to grow. And she said to me, she's like, I feel like I'm dropping balls. I'm having such a hard time balancing everything. And and then she followed it up with saying that at one point she heard another coach say balance is bullshit. And I was like, yep. It totally is, and that's going to be the title of my podcast episode on this topic. I I think we all have a really mixed perspective, a really unhealthy approach to defining what balance really is. See, when we talk about language, words have different meaning to different people. You know, if I say to one person, oh my God, I'm so exhausted, right, and that person is, you know, in a place where she's always exhausted and she relates the word exhaustion to just everyday life. She's going to dismiss that. But if I say to another person, oh my God, I'm so exhausted and she's always energized, she's going to say, oh, what's wrong, right? So we have different definitions. We have different interpretations of language. And on a deeper level, it's not just about what we are experiencing at a point in time when we receive these words of language, But it's also our conditioning growing up and what these words mean, right? Overwhelmed, burnt out, um, sexy, angry, bitchy, right? I mean, some of the most edgy words that we use in our culture often have different meanings to different people. So I think for many of us, we've been walking around with the word balance and striving for it. And we really have no understanding of what that word actually means. And so if you don't really have a clear definition of what balance means for you, how are you going to achieve it? And how are you going to feel good about yourself if you're trying to achieve some goal, but you have no clarity around what that looks like? And furthermore, many of us are carrying desired expectations for ourselves around this word balance based on some really unhealthy receiving of information, aka what we saw growing up, uh, aka what we think we're supposed to do, right? And so we're going to debunk a lot of that in today's episode. And I challenge you um, to just take off the hat of what you think you know to receive, you know, whatever is meant to come through for you in this episode. I think sometimes, you know, I hear this a lot from people and they say, I'm a coach, I should know better. Or I teach my clients this all the time. I don't understand why I'm struggling. Or I know, I know, I know. Well, if you're listening to this episode, you have something to learn. So take a deep breath. Take off your I know it hat and let's kind of explore the possibility that there's something for all of us to learn on today's episode. So I want to talk to you guys. You know, this is so funny. I'm picking out oils and I pulled out my drawer and the right there is this big bottle of balance. (laughs) Divine. So, so divine. I love it. I absolutely love it. So let's let me share first. I want to share with you guys. I want to tell you a little bit about my journey of not having balance, my journey of finding balance, and what conditioned me to have my perspective on balance. So like all of us, I was raised by other humans. We're not raised by wolves. And these humans that raised me had different expectations and different beliefs about how life should look, 
they had their own lifestyles, their own rituals, their own ways of thinking. And when we are a child, we embody and learn from how our parents live, thinking that that's how it's supposed to be. You know, many of us become adults and we're like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was any other way because I've been raised this way. And sometimes we need expanders to see things differently. Sometimes we need to hold space to receive a, a different opportunity, right? So to do things a different way, something that looks a little bit more fulfilling to us than the way that we learned. And so the way that I learned was from my mom and my dad. And I love these humans. I think they're incredible humans. But we are all doing the best we can with what we know, right? And so my mom was uh, a stay-at-home mom. And she she worked for a little while. But then when my sisters were born and as you know our family grew, she made the decision to stay home and take care of the family. And this put a lot of pressure on my dad. I don't think that was actually something he really wanted. I think for him, it put a strain in his relationship with my mother, which was already an unhealthy, abusive relationship. And my father was always working. Now, I saw my mom and my dad and I, growing up, I knew one thing for sure. I was not going to be a stay-at-home mom. Now, I love stay-at-home moms. I think they're incredible. I, as, in this day, as an adult with a fully formed brain and her own independent way of thinking with healed traumas, I recognize that being a stay-at-home mom is beautiful. It's an incredible intentional thing. But as a child watching my mom, I don't know why and I haven't figured it out. But for some reason, I grew up feeling really adamant and very certain that I was never going to be a stay-at-home mom. God knows why. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to achieve really great big things. I wanted to have, you know, money coming through. And maybe I think on some level that had to do with the fact that I saw my dad and my mom have an unhealthy marriage and I equated being a stay-at-home mom with lack of love, right? Being a burden, being a financial responsibility, being a source of frustration and anger. And I did not want that. I wanted to be an independent woman, and I was all about that growing up, right? I loved this concept of feminism and being able to make choices for your body and having control of your destiny. Like even when I was like 10, this was stuff that I was preaching and speaking to. And so I just knew that I really wanted to create an impact and do something really big. I think, you know, even outside of my own little narrative, I think many light workers grow up in that environment where they just feel this innate calling to do something really big as a young child. And they don't know what it is, but they feel like they're on this planet to do something really special and they feel passionate about certain topics and they're, you know, independent thinkers. And, and I just, I felt that, you know, growing up. And so I saw my mom and my dad fighting a lot about money. And I, I will say this, this is really, really important to remember. A, a disconnect and balance, right? We're going to go into definition later, but we have to just first explain where we're disconnected in balance. Uh, because that's really, really important to recognize. That's why all of you guys are listening to this episode because you feel like you can't balance for shit, right? A disconnect in balance is created by an unhealthy balance between two forces of energy, the achieve and the receive, 
okay? Now, these two forces of energy, achieve and receive, they work independently and they also work together. If you imagine a teeter-totter and on one side is achieve and on the other side is receive, we want a healthy balance and our goal is to get that teeter-totter to be as parallel to the ground as possible, to be as equally balanced. But many of us in our wounded balance, we are striving in achievement or we are unhealthily striving in receiving and we're not creating the balance of those two energies And as a result, when you don't have the balance of those two energies, you're not creating the life that you truly desire. The balance of those energies is what creates the outcome of our life that we truly, truly long for. Because here's the thing, achievement is not about milestones. It's not about crossing items off your list saying, okay, did that, did that, did that. All right, now I can be successful. The things we want in our life, we want them because we believe that they will create more of an energy that we crave. And that energy may be love, that energy may be satisfaction or pleasure or variety. Maybe you want to achieve certain levels of income so that you can experience certain vacations, right? That's variety. There are so many energies that we are chasing, but we use things or milestones or specific physical representations like the number in the bank account to quantify whether or not we have permission to go and do the things that we want. And money is a tool. Money is a tool that allows us to have the experiences that we desire. Now, when we are young, many of us don't have this uh, quantified perspective around money. We want something and we want it and we nag our parents until we get it, right? That's kind of what every kid does. I know I did that. And when I did that, I heard a lot of stories from my parents of like, hey, that's expensive or we can't afford that right now or that's too much money, right? You, what do you, what do you mean I'm, you want me to buy that for you, crazy? And this was just because my parents were in a tight situation. My mom was staying at home. My dad was working. And even now, my, my parents still carry a lot of those money wounds, right? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is... I knew I wanted to achieve because I believed that when I re- when I achieved, I received love. I received, I'm proud of you. I received great job. And then sometimes I received the rewards that I was really calling in. So like if I was a good girl, I would get what I wanted. So when you're a child, it's not, I'm going to work really hard to make this money, but maybe it's, I'm going to work really hard to get straight A's so that my parents can tell me that they love me. Or I'm going to work really hard and do all my chores so that my mom doesn't yell at me. Or I'm not going to do those things, right? Some of us are like, I'm just going to sit in receive mode and fuck that noise of achievement. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Um, So achieve and receive. These are really, really important energies and we need to create balance in them. And much of what we've learned about these energies started when we were a child from what we saw from mom and dad. So for me, my mom, I remember, you know, just as an example, I would come home from school and she wouldn't be there because she was either running errands or she was working part time at one point. And my job would be to take care of my sisters, make sure everybody did their homework, get my own homework done. And then I would be able to, you know, do whatever I wanted. And there wasn't a lot of time that I was home by myself before my parents came home. So my mom's perspective was, oh, when I get home, the kids are still going to be doing their homework. But for me, I was a t- I was the type of girl who was like, 
go in it, get it done, and then peace out and go enjoy yourself, right? That was how I wanted to live. Get your responsibilities done and then go enjoy and watch One Tree Hill reruns or Jerry Springer when your mom's not looking on the television, right? So my mom would come home and she would be so confused. Why aren't you doing your homework? And I would say, oh, I did it already. What? Already? That's not enough time. Go back and pay attention to this. So my new lesson that I learned from receiving these experiences with my mom was that even when I did work hard, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I should have been working more. I should have been doing more. I should have been forcing or achieving or perfecting more. I was a student who would get pretty good grades without trying. I would get like 92s or 94s. And when I would come home with those grades, my mom would say, well, if you studied, you would have got 100. So again, this pattern of it's not enough, my, my energy of achieve, my energy of trying to get somewhere is not enough. I got to give it more because I'm not receiving the love or attention or significance that I truly desire in the outcome of reaching these beautiful goals. And that transcends into our adult life in, in many, many ways. You know, um, my mom, for example, when she was raising us, I would watch her and she was always in achievement mode. And it was maybe not about making money, but it was this um, scattered sort of frazzled energy of I got to do this chore. I got to do this chore. I got to do this chore. And I'd never see her sit down. Uh, just recently, I went to my parents' house uh, because we closed and let go of that that home. My parents got divorced. And uh, it was a really healing experience for me. But what was discouraging was that I came to visit and my mom couldn't pause. Like she couldn't sit and be present with me. She was running all of these energies and uh, stress, overwhelm, exhaustion, got to do, got to do, got to achieve, got to achieve, got to get this done. And I just saw so much of my upbringing conditioning in that moment that I started to cry and feel such sorrow for what I learned and also what I'm watching my mother carry that stress and that pressure and that conditioning that says I have to be doing I have to be going I have to be trying to get somewhere right so this was all going on and I still had this fire within me to say you know what I really want to make an impact I want to be really successful I want to reach a big career goal and I know this will be different moving forward for many of us and for our children, but for me growing up, what I learned about achievement in careers, I learned from my father because my mom didn't work, right? And many of us are learning from the patriarchal energy. We are learning from the masculine. And the masculine has a job, we're going to talk about this in a later episode where I'm going to actually break down what the masculine and the feminine energies do for us and for our business. But in the masculine, there's this drive to, again, achieve and cross things off a list and get things done. And I saw my dad miss holidays because there was opportunity to make more money during holidays. So he would go into work. I saw my dad come home at midnight and not sit at the dinner table with us, you know, growing up. I saw my dad work weekends and miss soccer games and have to schlep around here and there and force himself to try to fit family time into the schedule. And so my new belief was, all right, if I really want to make it, because my dad made it. My dad was an on-camera weatherman. 
and he had that dream ever since he was a little kid and he reached that goal and he created a lot of success for himself. But what I learned in that moment was, okay, if I really want to be somebody, I got to go all in and I got to give it my blood, sweat and tears and I got to shelf my need to have relationships, shelf my need to make love and connection a priority, shelf my need to be around the family and I got to put my business first. And that I will say, wasn't just about my business. That was about my corporate career prior to running my own business. When I was trying to create success in the corporate space, which you'll laugh, I went into television. I followed very similar footsteps and became a news producer. Um, You know, I gave it my all. I didn't go to family things on the holidays because I had to work. And I said yes to every overtime. And my belief was if I give this every single thing I got, one day it will give me what I'm looking for. But the truth is that I was always looking for more. So again, this balance of achieve, receive, if you're waiting to feel good, if you're waiting to feel good, you will be waiting the rest of your life because you'll achieve one thing. And maybe you'll give yourself an opportunity to feel good for a day or for a little while. But then you'll go, okay, I want to receive even more. What's next? What can I do to receive even more? And receiving comes in many different forms. It can come in emotional joy. It can come in celebration. It can come in pleasure-filled activities like taking vacations. Uh, Receiving can also be ease and peace, knowing that you're now at a certain income goal that you wanted to hit. It can be more of a relaxation that gets instilled into your life. But we put some really screwed up rules on that for ourselves. And so often we're only getting a taste of the receiving and then we go back into achievement mode. And that's where, again, this unhealthy pattern of trying to create balance and having it not work screws us up. Receiving is also about taking breaks. It's about pausing. It's about going and enjoying presence and being connected to your family. Really, really important. Now, when I went into television news, I was in a male-dominated industry. So again, I'm learning the patriarchal approach. I'm learning what it means to be successful for men. And all of us are because that's the world that we have lived in up until now. But what's happening in this season is that the paradigm is shifting and women are now feeling this calling to lead the way, to redefine things, to do things differently, to really step into a place where we can have it all. And having it all for a woman, it might be different than what it looks like to have it all for a man, right? Some men may say having it all is being with my family And some women may say, well, let me be specific. It's being with my family for bath time. It's making sure that I get to sit and cook dinner for my family. It's taking off on the weekends, right? Women are craving that nurturing and that energy of receiving in a very connected way. Whereas I think for men, the receiving energy may be, and I'm not a dude, so I don't know, but it may be more about the confidence of reaching milestones and the success and the financial freedom that comes with reaching certain goals. So women are in a place where we're trying to do things differently, but what's not working is that we are trying to do things differently with old definitions and old language and old expectations on ourselves. And here we go with balance. Okay. So balance, what is balance? Balance is the idea that you have room for everything that you desire in your life. 
that is the plain, simple, blunt approach and definition to what balance really means. Now, I like to break down balance into three categories. Uh, and this works well for me. And this is why I told you guys to have a pen and paper because I'm going to talk about this. So we have three categories. The first is business, right? And this can be your career if you don't feel aligned with the word business. This can be your purpose or your mission, whatever language connects with you. But in the business category, there are three areas that I feel it's really important to continuously show up in. So we're not just balancing the three categories, but we're balancing the energies within those categories. So in the category of business, we have three ways we should always be showing up. And number one is connection. It's making sure that you're building relationships, spending time developing certain ties with customers or networking with certain women who are doing what you're doing. We have to build relationships. That's a really important part of growing a business. The second area or energy in this category is called creation. And this is where you create your products, you create your content. I'm in my creation mode right now for my business recording this podcast episode for you guys. And then the third is uh, something I call expansion activities. This is spending time in the big vision working on your business instead of just in your business. We always say you're working on two businesses at every time, the business you're in and the business that you want to be in. And so these are the energies that are required of us in business. And if you think about it, even within this category, connection, creation, expansion activities, if you're just doing one of those things, you're not going to have a sustainable business. So balancing those activities is very important for your day-to-day routine or your weekly structure. The second category that we have in this three-pillar breakdown is self and life. Now, I think it's really important to recognize that we are we are life creators. So sometimes people put parenting into like this separate, you know, priority. I think parenting falls into the self and life category. And also too, relationships, relationships with your spouse, your family, your friends, because it nourishes the self. When you're a feeling like you're a good parent, you feel nourished in your soul, right? Like you think you're doing a great job. When you have a really healthy partnership, you feel nourished in your soul, right? So it's really important to remember self and life is about the activities that make you as a human feel good and the relationships that make you as a human feel good. So we have things like our relationships, our parenting, if we are moms, our hobbies, what do you love to do? You know, for me, it's gardening. I'm out there gardening now every day. I freaking love it the best uh, parent I said parenting already your health right what are you doing for your health to nourish yourself to take care of your body these are all in this self and life category that needs to be balanced so if you think about you know the broad spectrum of things business and self and life need to be balanced if you're spending all of your time in your life and you're not honoring your purpose or your mission, you're going to feel unfulfilled. You're going to feel like you're not hitting your goals. You're going to feel like you're not growing. And that doesn't really work for our job as humans because as humans, you're either growing or dying. So we have two pillars covered so far, business and then self and life. And then the third one is your relationship with spirit. It's your relationship with the divine, something bigger than you. And for many of us, that is defined as our higher self. For some of us, we call it God. For some of us, we call it the universe or the divine 
or spirit, but what, whatever, again, language is different for everybody, but this needs to be balanced with business and then with self and life. Because when you're only prioritizing self and life and business, you're only operating in the human paradigm. And there's so much more for us. And on a deeper level, when you feel like everything that you need to achieve is only up to you and you have no connection to spirit, it's really fucking hard, right? It's really challenging to feel like confident and certain and safe when you think everything is up to you all of the time. So deepening your relationship with spirit will allow you to feel more secure and more safe. And it will also at the same time give you the vision of the opportunities that you want to take. It will provide you the downloads you want to have. It will give you the breakthroughs. So balance for me is about honoring these three energies. And where we get messed up, where we get screwed up, where we develop this balance is bullshit, F that noise, you know, sort of approach is when we decide that all three of these parts need to be equal at all times. This is, again, the patriarchal approach. Let me explain. Women's bodies and men's bodies are very different, yes. (laughs) Don't think I need to explain that or break that down in an episode, but we are very different biologically, emotionally, spiritually. We're just different. We're designed different. We are we are equal, but we are different. And men operate with what is called a circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm, if you do not what if you don't know what this is, is what happens to your body within a 24-hour period. And it is a rhythm in that it gets repeated every 24 hours. A circadian rhythm for a man. If you look at his hormone levels at 10 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 6 o'clock in the evening, 9 o'clock at night, you will get data. And then the next day, when you wake up and you collect hormone levels at those same times, they're going to be incredibly close and very similar. Men work in a circadian rhythm. It's a 24-hour cycle. Women do not. <laughs> we do not work in a 24-hour cycle. We work in what is called... It, uh, infradian rhythm. And an infradian rhythm is a 28-day cycle. So yes, to some degree, we can track our circadian rhythm to make, you know, make sure our adrenals aren't fired up before we go to bed. There's like tons of articles on like how to, you know, master your circadian rhythm for better sleep, right? And it's like written by women. But on a more empowered and more important topic, our infradian rhythm dictates our entire life. You can take hormone levels at week one in your cycle at all of those same times as that man did. And then in week three of your cycle, when you take the same levels at the same time, guess what? They're going to be different. So this approach of every day needing to be the same And every day I need to wake up, have coffee, 6 a.m., do my align time. Then at 9 o'clock I have to sit down at my desk and I work until 2. And then I take a break and then I go take care of the dogs and then I go have dinner, right? This approach that every day is the same for us does not work. It does not work. Now, if you're sitting here listening, oh, well, Lauren, we just need to be more regimented with ourselves and we need to be, you know, more dedicated and more clear about our goals, Yeah, I think it's great to be more dedicated and more clear on our goals, but I also think that there's a really unhealthy approach to forcing things when our soul is calling us to take pause and to take a break. 
And I've talked about this on past episodes. I think if you go way back, like episode 40 or something, or maybe 30 something, I talk about how your period and your feminine cycle can affect your business. And there are very specific things I do during my feminine cycle related to my business, which I should record an episode about that too moving forward. I'll take note. But then there's also things that I don't do to honor my my beautiful and Freudian rhythm. So the week before my cycle, like the week before I bleed, I have I have no desire, <laughs> no desire to create anything. I have struggle with writing my Instagram posts, recording podcasts. Oh, oh, it's going to be hard. Ugh. Writing emails. Oh my God, no way. And the reason for me and my belief is because my body just tried to create a baby, right? It ovulated and then it didn't happen. And so my body is like, oh, you didn't create anything. That sucks. Go grieve that. I'm creatively tapped out. That's what my body's doing. Now, everybody experiences their cycles differently. When I'm in my bleed, I am charged. I am in my psychic energy and I feel so excited to create things, but I also need to make sure I'm slowing down to take better care of my energy, right? The week before I ovulate, I'm nurturing. I'm connected to my partner. I don't want to work because I'm just in my divine feminine feeling good. That is your infradian rhythm. And when we create this expectation on ourselves that says, oh, no, 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 I know it's the week before my period and I know I'm uninspired today, but I really am supposed to get this project done or I will feel like a failure if I didn't show up at my desk today or I'm going to feel disappointed in myself that I can't, quote unquote, stick to my goals. You are now in the shadow of that achieve, receive paradigm. You are now saying It doesn't matter how you feel, go achieve this so that you can feel happy. And that's really a mindfuck to me if you really think about it. Women, when whenever we feel this calling to relax, right? Like we could just look at what happened for me and my my journey of healing and how I took these two months off to really focus on myself to take care of my body. Well, if I wanted to feel good because that's the receive that we're all going after. I want to feel good. And I believe that pausing will allow me to feel good. And I believe that pausing will allow me to recharge my batteries, will allow me to get my head straight, will allow me to clear my creative channel and reset my mind around my business. That feels really good. That feels good. But then the shadow comes up and says, oh, no, 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 you need to still drive force in your business so you can avoid being in pain because you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to feel like you're not dedicated enough. You're going to feel like you're not consistent. You're going to feel like you're failing yourself. So don't don't let those feelings come in. Just keep working. But here's the real solution to this. What if we gave ourselves permission to ebb and flow through the process of our 30-day cycle or 28-day cycle? What if we gave ourselves grace to say, you know what, balance for me is making sure that at the end of the month, I have a nice balance between my business and myself and my life and my spiritual connection. And balance for me, and I I said this to the the student that I was working with, balance for me is waking up one day feeling so freaking inspired, driving towards my goals, loving the creation process, and then the next day, 
laying in my pajamas in bed watching Selling Sunset on Netflix, right? That's balanced to me. And I don't need to do every single thing to fuel every single area of my life within a 24-hour period. I can dance in the ebbs and flows of the rhythm of my body and allow what comes through to come through. And in order to do this, we need to drop the judgment. We need to drop the shame. What you're really doing is letting the patriarchy win. What you're really doing is trying to act like a man. And it may not work for you. Now, if you if you love cycles and schedules and you feel really connected to that, that's beautiful. I myself love having a calendar. I put on my calendar the days that I record podcast episodes, the days that I write emails, and I also put on my calendar other things like, you know, this is the time where I should be batch creating or brainstorming Facebook Lives, or if I have a really big project on the table, I will put that on my calendar to make sure it gets done. But I think at the same time, not allowing the calendar to bully us and recognizing that sometimes things will be pushed back. Sometimes we will make changes to the schedule that we originally committed to because something feels better. Something feels more aligned. Something feels more right for you. And that feeling is what should drive you in the creation of your business. Now, I will say this is really, really important to remember Growing a business is not about feeling good all the time. You know, we're talking about creating a, a more aligned, enhanced life and creating a higher vibration of how you show up every day. And sometimes I have students who look at that and go, oh, I should feel good all the time. So anytime something feels bad, I'm just not going to do it, right? <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. Sometimes things feel bad because they're new and they're scary and they are uncomfortable. And your job as the creator of your life is to build your muscle of self-awareness to pay attention to what type of bad you are feeling, right? Are you feeling bad because something is totally out of alignment or are you feeling bad because you're actually just really afraid of the consequences or you're afraid that you're not going to be good at what you're doing or that you're going to get rejected or that it's not going to work or that you're going to do it wrong, right? That obsession with perfection, So we really need to do a better job of being self-aware to recognize when that bad feeling comes up. So I'm not saying if you listen to this episode and you're like, oh, Lauren says I never have to do Facebook Lives again because they don't feel good. Not what I'm saying. (laughs) What I am saying is find a balance to create when you feel called and to not force when you feel like you need a pause and creating a lifestyle that doesn't bully you or creating a calendar that doesn't bully you. Uh, And allowing yourself a 28-day process to really go through the ebbs and the flows of your balance. Now, I will say, I think it's really, really important for us to get clear on the language. We've used the word balance probably a million times in this episode. I totally get it. (laughs) But what we can do is take some time to create as much clarity as possible, not just around what that word means, but also around how we can achieve it. So I have two journal prompts for you to close out this episode today. Number one, what does balance look like for you? Balance looks different for everybody, right? Balance looks totally different for everybody. For me, it's really, really important to have a good amount of work every day, but not to the point of burning out. 
You know, I really love the energy of growth when it comes to learning how to create better content and learning how to be a better businesswoman and challenging myself to do new things. I love the way that growth feels. But at the same time, I also don't want to put myself in a position where I'm overworking that muscle to the point of exhaustion. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, yesterday, just as an example, I had a task on my calendar that I wasn't really sure I was going to feel aligned with doing. It kind of felt heavy. It was a new task. And it's also my relearning about what it means to show up and serve without force and overworking, right? I was always overworking, which I think led to a lot of burnout and fatigue for me and a lot of my health issues. So I need to redefine that. And I'm scared. I'm scared to do certain tasks in my business because they're almost trigger tasks where I will get lost in the task. I will binge work. I'll overwork. So I have to be careful. So the fear I was feeling was not necessarily because I needed a break or I was running on empty. It was because, oh my God, this is new and I'm going to try to do this in a new way. And like, what if this doesn't work? What if I don't do a good job? What is that going to mean? Now, balance for me in the olden days was I'm going to work a lot of hours and then I'm going to probably, you know, go to bed at a reasonable hour. That's balance for me. That's not my definition now. I've taken that journal question, what does balance look like for you? And I've really gotten clear with myself. So in this task yesterday, I put on a face mask. I went into my my husband's TV room. I put on a Disney movie and I wore snuggly slippers and I just made it an experience and I played in the process of what I was creating. And I could feel myself at one time going, okay, what's next? When I was just about finished, what are you going to do next? You're on fire. Keep running, keep running, keep going. But I said, no, you did what you had to do. You got done what needed to be done. Now go play. So in this season of my life, I've come to recognize that balance is being fully immersed in one task and being totally present in that activity. And obviously you do it quicker when you're in that state and then moving on to whatever else I want to do. Balance also to me means not thinking about work when I'm not at work, which is a definite um, challenge and a a really powerful lesson for me. I've learned and practiced presence and I'm getting better at it. And over time, I know I'll improve even more. But really learning how balance is not just about the physical representation of your activities. It's also about your mind. What are you thinking about regularly? If you spend 80 time, 80% of your time thinking about your business, that's a pretty shitty life, my friend, right? Go, I'm thinking about the plants I want to put in my garden. I'm thinking about the clothes I want to buy on free people. I'm thinking about the vacation I'm going to take on my husband and the dinner I'm going to cook him tonight. Like, you know, give yourself permission to expand your thoughts beyond just the achievement energy. Think about the receiving and the pleasure and the play of everything that you're building. So that's journal prompt number one. What does balance look like for you? Get really clear. In case you're wondering, I'll just reiterate because I did just touch on this like two minutes ago. But, you know, balance for me is about being in the task and then piecing out, getting what I need to get done, making a to-do list before I sit down at my desk, getting it done and then going away. That's balance for me. And it feels really good. I'm learning how to do it better and better. It's taken some time, but I'm here. And I I challenge you, if that feels aligned, to start to receive that as well. Be in your tasks, be fully present, and then go on and do other things that bring you joy. 
Question number two, what has to change for you to feel more balanced in your life? Ooh, I love this question because it, it's not just about recognizing what you want. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it now, right? What has to change? And many of us are creating lifestyles that are not conducive to these uh, desired outcomes that we want. You know, just as an example, I a while back I had this goal. I was like, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to take care of my body. I had a, a good amount of weight to lose. And if I ask that question, what has to change for me to reach that goal? Oh my God, my schedule was a mess. I was, I had no room for meal prep. I had no room for grocery shopping. I had no room to sit down at the dinner table and eat. So I needed to cut things out of my schedule. I needed to look at all of the tasks that were not serving me, that were a waste of time, and I need to get rid of them. I also needed to ask for help. I needed to call on my support team, my husband, my family. I needed to ask, okay, what has to be done here that I can feel supported? Maybe there are ways you can put more automation in your business so that you're working less. Maybe you need to make a rule for yourself that you don't check your phone before 9 a.m. There are tons of different ways to do this, to create this balance that you desire just by asking the question, what has to change? And sometimes that's not just a question for your journal, but a conversation with your spouse, conversation with your friends and loved ones. I think for me, I really needed to do a good job of exploring my identity outside of my business. And had I not done that, I would have never changed to create more balance in my life. Many of us are tied to our businesses because they give us significance. They make us feel important. But when you're asked, okay, well, who are you? Like, what else do you like? What movies do you like? What what passions and hobbies do you have, right? That's honoring of the self and life, that category we talked about in those three categories. Maybe for you, there's a self-exploration that needs to happen for you to really discover your passion and fire that exists outside of your business. And I promise you, there will be room for all of the fire in your business too. Fire is, if you've ever seen fire before, it is abundant, right? When it's fueled, it fucking grows everywhere. So sometimes we fear like, okay, well, if I pour my passion into cooking and I don't monetize that, will I have any passion left over for my business? You'll have more because you'll see what it's like to have that receiving energy and that freedom. And you're going to want to show up in your business more with that passion and that fire as well so that you can create more financial abundance for yourself so that you can continue to fuel the fire of passion that exists in your hobbies, right? This is all connected I have a friend who loves to travel. She had so much guilt around spending money on her travel. But the minute she started to say, you know what? I'm going to receive that. I'm going to go travel. She fueled that fire. And she's like, all right, I want more of this. Let's go. And that fueled her even more to make more money and create more success in her career. So we have to just be careful like, to make sure that we don't go in that unhealthy approach, which is trying to achieve in our businesses while not honoring ourselves, uh, And that for me was a big one to that question, what has to change for you to feel more balanced in your life? So yeah. <laughs> How did you like this episode, babe? How did you feel? Oh my God. It was such an honor to show up and share this with you guys. I really I love creating for you all. It has been such an honor and such a pleasure. We have so much magic coming up inside of the Business Bay brand. We have, I'll just give you kind of like a little 
from a recap before we sign off. Um, we have our website relaunching probably this month. Whole new interface. Really, really super pumped. We're now on businessbabe.com. We've dropped the word badass, which is really exciting. Super pumped. We have coming up soon our coaching mentorship opening for enrollment. I was so excited because I love the coaching mentorship. If you're a coach and you want to learn how to coach or you want to learn how to master your coaching business financially, this is going to be a really great program for you. And uh, we just have so much magic coming up for you guys. So I'm really grateful. I'm really proud of all of you guys. If you've listened to the show up until now, I challenge you to share your biggest takeaway. Give me one really big takeaway from this show post a screenshot, give me that takeaway and tag me on Instagram at I am business babe. I will reshare you and send you some love and come follow your account so I can get to know you. It's really an honor for me to get to know all of you guys as we continue to grow this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Go create some balance while also recognizing balance is bullshit. Honor that 28 day cycle within you and create a good balance everywhere in your life, not just in your business. So every single journey of a Business Bay podcast episode, we always end it with a Q&A. And today's question comes from the Business Babe community. A student of ours asked, what are some of the easy things we can do to create more balance in our day? And I love this question because it's not enough to just talk about balance. We need to actually have tangible steps to implement a new way of living into our life, new habits, new practices, new rituals. So I'm going to share some of the practices that work for me, and I hope that you find these uh, little tips and tricks helpful. And again, take what works and leave the rest behind. So for me, one of the, the really important things that allows me to create balance is boundary. Uh, boundary is my ability to say no to things and to say yes to things. Uh, my boundary is also about doing what feels good and doing what doesn't feel good, uh, you know, removing what doesn't feel good off of my table, right? And one of the ways I find balance really easy to implement is in first asking myself, what are my boundaries? You know, all of us are working businesses, many of us from home, and all of us are in passion-based businesses. So it's really easy to get wrapped up in the day and to spend so much time uh, going after our dream, creating our vision, taking action. And sometimes we're not aware that we're getting burnt out. Sometimes we are aware we're getting burnt out and we push through that anyway. So I like to establish really clear boundaries for myself that allow me the safe space to be a human in my life and not just be a business owner in my life. So one of the ways I've learned to do this is to first find a working environment. I used to work in every single corner of my house and it almost it almost felt like I was a dog peeing on every fire hydrant. Like that's mine, that's mine. Like my business energy was just all over the fucking map. And it was really hard for me because 
you know, if I had habits of working in the kitchen, let's just say when I was cooking in the kitchen, I would get business ideas or I would feel like I should be working. Uh, If I worked in the bedroom, right, I'd have a really hard time sleeping because I would just get so many business ideas and feel like I have to be working. And, you know, that was the pattern. So I established one specific location of my home to say, okay, this is the space where I work. Now, I have gotten a follow-up question to that where women say, hey, I don't, I have a small space. What do I do? That's totally fine. If you have a small space, find one specific chair on your kitchen table that you use for work and designate it. You know, set it up on the kitchen table, put a little crystal, put a little notepad, make sure that that is your designated only spot for working. And when you come to sit down to eat, go sit in another chair, right? Make that your space. I also recommend if you have a small working environment, especially if you have children, have a ritual where you leave the house. Go work at a coffee shop all the time. Set up your space in the coffee shop. You know, take out, I do this all the time, take out a crystal, take out an essential oil, a little notepad, like I make my space. Uh, But again, finding one designated environment for you to work consistently And then having maybe, you know, the opportunity to go outside of the home can be really, really helpful. That is a really good boundary to have so that you're not feeling like your work energy is all over the map. Another great boundary to have that will allow you balance in your life is deciding your work in time and your work out time. That's really, really important. So for me, I I change this like routinely because I'm evolving and like we talked about like as a woman, I have ebbs and flows, but every single day I decide when I'm going to work and when I'm going to stop working. And that period, that time frame, it could be three hours, it could be two hours, it could be five hours, it doesn't matter, but that is my time frame and that is the designated time I have for my working ritual, my working routine. I make sure that when I'm done with work, I am done with work. I don't come back to the office unless it's an emergency. I don't come to sit back down at my desk. I make sure my my activities are done. Now, this brings me to that next topic of like activities. Okay, great. Like it's it's not enough to have boundaries in your day to say, okay, I'm going to sit down at my desk for five hours. You won't have balance if you're sitting down at that desk for five hours, putzing around, scrolling Instagram, dabbling in this, dabbling in that, not really going after what it is that you desire. I have a really clear list of things that I want to do every single day. And I, I'm looking at it right now. I have this list that I've I've actually written last week and it's still at my desk because I didn't accomplish everything. Um, but I highlight off the things that I get done. And I, when something comes up that I know I need to do, like, let's say I'm in, let me just see what's on my desk. Um, I have record specific podcast episode, right? And let's say I'm in that and another idea comes up. Okay. You have to, you know, send out this email that you forgot to email. I will add that to do on my list, but I won't jump into it right away. I will be present in the activity that I'm doing until it is completed, and then I move on to the next thing. That has been incredibly helpful for me. I love that tip, just making sure you have a to-do list. Uh, I also keep one by my nightstand in case something comes up, and in my TV room in case something comes up, because I don't like to really at all. I don't like to bring my phone into those environments. I make sure that like those are no free zones, uh, no phone or phone-free zones, my husband calls them. And then finally, just another tip, honoring your weekends. This is really, really important. Um, 
you know, I'm a woman of routine. I really like structure. I like having a Monday through Friday lifestyle and then having a weekend lifestyle. Lately, my weekend lifestyle is actually kind of Friday through Monday, right? Because I have that beautiful time freedom. It's such a privilege, um, but it's a privilege I really appreciate. Uh, and so I have a, you know, a routine weekend sort of way of living. And then I have my, my work days sort of lifestyle of working. And on the weekends, I am in space mode, aka like I'm not working, I'm not thinking, you know, focusing on work, I'm not paying attention. But oftentimes, a lot of downloads come through of things that I forgot to do, things I need to do, things I want to do. And so rather than you know, trying to hold on to those ideas and remembering them and, you know, making sure I keep track of them or even worse, you know, saying, oh, I got to do this. This idea just came up. I got to go do this. Um, I don't do that. I, I open up my phone. I have a list of running thoughts from the weekend. I write down all of the things that come to mind and I continue to go be a human. I need to refill my cup. We all do. That's really, really important. So, I hope you take time to honor your weekend. I hope you create boundary in your life. And I hope you find the beautiful balance that you deserve. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was such a freaking honor. I'm so excited. Uh, so grateful to have you on the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.